Welcome to The Red Podcast, a place for bold, inspired, outrageously courageous, and just a tad bit naughty women leaders come together. I'm Elaine Kalila, and I'm the founder of the Priestess Presence Temple, a sisterhood of over 80,000 women. For the past 25 years, I've had the great pleasure and privilege of supporting, inspiring, catalyzing, and initiating women to remember who they are. The Red Podcast is a place where you can come to lean into your edges, listen for that which yearns to be expressed more fully through you, and to say yes to the places that probably scare you. More importantly, I'm going to be talking with some amazing women who are spiritual and grounded, and we're going to be chatting about what it takes for each one of us to step into the legacy of our purpose and fully bring it to the world that we're here to co-create. Your presence is a gift, so I say bring it. We're here to listen to your red, your leading edge, that place of evolution within you. Hope you enjoy the conversations. Well, 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 hello there, my beautiful, beautiful red women sisters. I'm so, so excited to get to be here with you today to introduce you to yet another red woman in the Notorious Red Woman podcast. I am sitting here today with the beloved sister, Anahita June. Hello, my love. Hello, beautiful sister. Thank you so much for having me. Oh, you're so welcome. I am really excited for today's episode of The Red Podcast. As you know, this space is all about us remembering the power, the beauty, the grace, the divinity that we are and walking that in every aspect of our lives on the planet. And as you know, I, exactly right. As you know, I seek out and bring to you women who I admire, women who I see as being red women, being awakened threads of the red thread of the Magdalenas, modern and past, who are really leaning into the edges of what it means for us to be here fully embodied in our physical, emotional, spiritual being here now, like in the body. The reason I want to share Anahita June with you is, well, there are many reasons. <laughs> she is a juicy, wonderful leader in the feminine empowerment world. But truly why I wanted to, to come in today is because she has herself been on a journey for her whole life, really. Her journey has been to come out of the oppression of the very patriarchal, dominant, religious world of Iran, right? Weren't you born in Iran? That was yeah. it. Right. Born and raised. Born and raised in Iran. And her journey has brought her through the awakening of the goddess of the erotic body as a way to free herself from oppression. And as you know, this is something that I am deeply interested in. This theory, this idea that it is through embodying our eros that we can truly free ourselves. So Anahita. <laughs> Hallelujah, right? <laughs> Let's begin. So why don't you share a little bit? Um, by the way, Anahita has an amazing TED Talk on this subject that you can still find, which was, when was that TED Talk even done? It was a while ago, right? It's been quite a while. It's been uh, almost four years. Yeah, four years. Yeah. Anyway, I highly recommend just Googling Anahita June and her TED Talk and listening to that. But what I'll do here is I'll just ask you to give us a little, little breather, a little taster of your story so that we can context you in the world that you're now moving into and you're leading evolutionary edge of where you find yourself now. But yeah, paint a picture for us. I'll paint a picture for you. Thank you. 
gosh, you know, what's amazing is I'm so proud of that TEDx talk because it took courage, but I would, I would share it so differently now because I have grown so much, you know, and, and we'll get into, we'll get into that. But just like, you know, just like you shared, I was, I was born and raised in Iran and, and I, I, I have, you know, as all children have this connection with the divine, I see it with my son. I mean, the veil is just, they're in the in-between, they're in that, you know, godliness. And so I remember that so clearly, my connection with the divine. And then as a young woman, though, it was really interesting, the dogma that I was, that I was being taught was, was kind of like they said my only way to the divine was to be not all the things that I was. That's what I kept learning. That's what I kept being shown, except I had this personal love affair with the divine. So I don't understand, you know? And, and I remember watching like, um, this is one thing that really, you know, the impact of it at the parties in Iran, there would be gatherings, big parties, you know, a culture that loves to celebrate. And there would be young women who would be invited to dance at the party, you know, maybe 18, 20 years old. And it was so fascinating because they would be literally celebrated as the goddess while they were dancing. But there was an invisible line that nobody knew that if she was, if she shook her hips too far in the wrong direction, she was now titled a whore. Wow. It was just like no effing winning. And I remember being so out, like outraged at the whole thing because I thought my aunts, you know, who danced, I was like, oh, how do you move like that? Oh my God. And your hair and your hips and like, you know, and the glistening skin and, you know, and then I would hear what they're saying, Wow. you know, and oh, and she just, just lost that suitor and she just lost this. And now they're calling her whore. And it was like, oh my God. So that was like one layer of it, you know? And, and of course there was all this other stuff, like, you know, if my hair covering fell back and I was like nine years old in the street and like the gun pointed in my head, like a giant, you know, military rifle. So this is all getting coded into my little body and, um, you know, moving to the States, such a gift, such a blessing. Thank you, God. Thank you, God, as all, 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 all. Hmm. And um, here I was, I finally had the freedom that I saw in the movies, you know, and I was like, yay, I can be like the movies. <laughs> Except I couldn't because I didn't really know how to be free. There was so much of that stuff running me internally. And so I set out on a path pretty early, uh, went to Landmark as a teenager and stayed in that conversation. Then at 20, I went to Naropa, which is a Buddhist university and really was studying, studying, studying. I found my teachers, uh, Michael Beckwith, who was a primary teacher and still a dear beloved, you know, I found these paths of really like the divine and um, cutting it, you know, to the point is just really, there came a moment, there came a moment where I was in a dark night of the soul. I had gotten married and that marriage was falling apart. It was like 21. And, you know, Mm. I met this woman who was really deep and spiritual and amazing. And she turned out to be a stripper. First, we fell in love and became best friends, like as best friends, you know, that best friend yeah. love. <clears throat> and then she uh, revealed to me that she was a stripper and I got to see all of my judgments come up. Yeah. Because even before that, before she told me that, I would go, I was fascinated by strip clubs. As soon as I was 18, I, would, I got a job there in one, in my dad's hometown. And our neighbor saw me going in there and told my dad. And my dad came and like pulled me out. It was so <laughs> embarrassing. Oh my God, I was oh dying. I was dying, I was dying. But the, the reason yeah. was, I was so fascinated because I just, 
first of all, I was fascinated by these Woo. women. How do you do this? Yeah. How do you hold this room? How do you just express all of that? And then I was like, but it's so amazing. Why is it tucked in this dark corner? I am so yet again, confused. Yeah. And at the same time, I'm like, I judge the women, but I want to be them. I really want to be you, but I don't like you. You must be an outcast. Like all of this. Oh, oh. You know, that got blasted open when I was 22 and with my friend there. And uh, a couple of years of really, and that's really when the goddess had come for me during that dark night of the soul. She really came for me. I mean, it was very specific, lots of downloads around oppression and sexuality and religion. And, you know, I didn't know what these things were. (laughs) Nobody was talking about downloads. There was no social media. There was no Instagram. You know, it was like, Nobody, nobody talked about this stuff. Right. I had no idea what was happening. I just was like, okay, I know a lot of stuff. Wow. I remember, you know, and then um, eventually I was called to, to dance and really very clearly she said, and I did not want to, cause my ego didn't want to. I really wanted to be a spiritual teacher. I did not want to be a stripper. That was not on the agenda, <laughs> you know, just yeah. not at all, not at all. And she said, you will dance and you will claim your freedom and you will send it back to your ancestors. And it came so clearly because I had been in such a personal relationship with her and it was like, okay. And it was a real thing. It was like every time this wooden door of the club, you know, this club in Arlington across from the U.S. Pentagon, this wooden door that had this brass like door handle. And it was every time like my hand would touch it and I would pull it. And then there was like a corridor to go through before you got to the club. And every time I pulled the door, it was like, it's for me. It's for my ancestors. And I would go. And it was like running into the lines then, you know, I would just claim it and then I would release and go. <laughs> and that was, that's been, that was six years of my life. I can't believe it. I thought I would do it for one year. Wow. And um, wow, wow, wow. That's how long it took. So, uh, well, now you all understand why I invited Anahita to be <laughs> on the Red Woman podcast, right? This is the Red podcast where we're really honoring, you know, the namesake that I gave you. You know, if any of you listened to the very first episodes, I talked a lot about the Magdalene. And what the Magdalene holds for us, which is the story of the sacred whore, basically of the one who was pushed out of the sacred world into the very defamed world of being the penitent whore, being the fallen woman, being the one who held all of the shame of our eros, of our fully awakened bodies. And so, you know, a lot of what I am here to bring to you in this podcast is this conversation that you're bringing in, Hanahita. So thank you so, so much. And there's so many parallels. I won't get into them right now that you and I have that I didn't even know. So here we are, right? We'll just do a whole other one on that. I, I think so. I think we should do <laughs> I want to see, I want to track. The expose. We'll do a whole other yes. one on that one. <laughs> yes. But, but I just, what I want to, what I want to underscore that just so stands out to me was your ability to be able to see the pathway through this, you know, basically, you know, this judgment that you had of these women, right? The judgment that comes up, that comes up in practically everybody I know because of the internalized oppression, right? Yes. Oh, how are they doing that? Oh, right. That reaction in our bodies at the same time as they're being, oh, I kind of want to do that. 
Yes. I can yes. do that. But I really yes. want to do that. Yes. I'd love you to talk about that tension point of how you navigate it. Because I think for all of us, whether or not you're going to go work in a strip club or not, which probably many of you are not yeah. going to do, there is something very profound and very powerful about recognizing that judgment and attraction, the aversion attraction mm-hmm. process at work. Yes. Yeah. So yes. talk us through that a bit. Oh my gosh. I mean, we all need each other is the thing. So I'm so grateful that you're, you're having this conversation and you're taking a stand for the conversation because for me, I was in judgment and I, I was attracted and appalled at the same time, but it wouldn't have been so clear to me had my best friend not said to me, I was talking about these dancers. Oh, and this one who gave a blowjob and this one who did this and blah, 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 blah. And she said, listen, I'm going to need you to stop talking shit about strippers. <laughs> and I was like, why is that? Yeah. Like, why is that? You know? And she said, because I'm one. Wow. And you had no idea. You had no no idea. And she had stolen my heart with her liberation and her freedom. And like, you know, we were 22. It's like the first time I met her. She was standing on a table in the restaurant, dancing on the table. And I was like, (laughs) wow, how do you do that? (laughs) Like, I I would be way, I'm way too appropriate to do that, you know? Um, So I needed her to say that. Yeah. You know, and that, that was really like then watching her and watching somebody I loved and respected and knew wasn't an outcast. So I think it's really important to, it's like we have the judgment, but there was all this stuff, you know, there was all this fear. That's ultimately what it is. There was all of this fear that I had around the judgment of I'll be an outcast, of I'll be, you know, on drugs, I'll be, you know, all of these things. And then here was somebody who was not an outcast, who volunteered, who we went to circles at that time, like Neil Donald Walsh and like, you know, this is just a billion years ago now. But, you know, we, we were doing all of the spiritual work together and she's topless, you know, dropping into the splits in the middle of this huge stage on the Sunset Strip. And my mind was like, holy moly, I didn't know that I could have that and still be who I am. Yeah. I really thought it was either or. And that's the moment that was the beginning because it was, that's, that's where we're all at where the judgment is because we think it's either or. Yeah. Except it's not. Yeah. Yeah. So, so let's just really underscore that for all of us, because I, for you who are listening, I, um, this place for us as women with the split, right? We're really talking about the Madonna whore split, the classic split where we either are appropriate good girls who are, you know, going to our spiritual classes and looking for transcension and coming up and out and dealing with all of ourselves in that way, or we are dirty whores who are basically yes. stuck in the world of carnal desire and sin and this whole split that happened in the Christian church and in the Islam faith and in the faith of the Jewish people and in the faith of all of the peoples, right, all over the world have experienced at the hands of patriarchy, at the hands of the Roman Catholic Church, this split. Yes. Well, and everywhere that there is an opportunity for empowerment for women, that split happens everywhere, whether it is sex or money. Yeah. The same thing. Yeah. It's like, it's, it's just uh-huh. like, you better believe it. If there is power for you to have, there is a split there because that was put there so that we just, you know, we know our place and that good girl, you know, Ooh, you good girl. Oh, it makes me want to scream. Ah! <laughs> 
I get really like, oh, my Shakti gets really up. Yeah, yeah. I'm sweating all of a sudden. Right? So, So this is that place of power where I talk about the red coming into being is, is red is born out of this place where we get mm-hmm. to feel the power that comes from the history of being in the split. Mm-hmm. So we all know the split. You're, you, you know, for you who are listening, you know what the split is in your own life. Yeah. You can probably track it back. You can probably still feel where you're still working on healing the shame. And it's not, by the way, it's not just your shame. It's our collective shame that we're healing. Yeah. I want to make that really freaking clear because that's a really important point. So, okay, here we are. You're, you're, you're working on, in your life. You've been given this assignment, right? <laughs> Goddess gave you the assignment of coming yes. into your Oh, God. <laughs> yes. Well, yes, she did. Oh, she so, did. Can you talk a little bit about how awakening our erotic body is a liberation and is actually the medicine to release us from that oppression? I just mm. want you to really tell us about that from your own experience. And I know you've grown and you've moved, you know, into a whole new phase of your life. So we can talk about that too, but... But they're connected. I mean, they are so connected, yeah. Elaine. It's, it's it's still everything I'm doing is coding it into the erotic body. Right. There is nowhere to go without the erotic body, at least not for me. Woo, woo, you woo. know, <laughs> it's just even all of it. It's, it's yeah. like the joy, the joygasms, the heartgasms, everything we were talking about before, that's still, all of it is coded through yeah. pleasure because I'm not interested in going where I'm not alive. You know, that's just not, that's just not where I'm interested in. So <sighs> there is... There's such an incredible access available, access in our bodies. And yet it's like, it's like behind an invisible door. It's like, we don't even know that it's there. And this is what I experience with my clients and students. Mm -hmm. It's like, we, we just don't have access until we have access. And then all of a sudden we have access and it's like, holy moly, holy moly. So this, this force, this, uh, you know, really the Shakti that lives in the body, mm-hmm. that lives in the body that requires a certain level of clearing of the stuff yeah. to allow it to move. It's there, but it's just, you know, there's all of these things. There's all of this programs. There's what the parents said, what the church said, what the synagogue said, what the book said, what the school said, what the nun said, <laughs> what the guy said, what the girl said, all those things that that end up not making it feel safe for us to feel mm-hmm. the power that's there, including, you know, the, the split that you're talking about and that I was sharing that I experienced at such an early age. And what's amazing to me, what I've learned and what I teach is how easy it is to awaken it. Mm-hmm. How easy, how easy it is to awaken it. It was like a mystery to me. And now this is what happens and, and this is what we do. So it's like, um, Here's the thing, you awaken it, and then this is, the, this is probably one of the best parts, is how much divine guidance comes through that pathway, how much clarity. We spend so much time locked in our heads trying to find the answer or trying to be the good girl or trying to do the right thing, trying to not get in trouble, trying to be everything to everyone. And then we think that if we just go to the gym, that means we got in our bodies and we have access to the the wisdom, mm. but that's just such a little bit. I mean, we go to the gym and we get endorphins yeah. and we clear our head, but that's not the erotic. That's not the full Shakti. I mean, that, that is in your pelvis. It's in your womb. It comes with shaking and tapping and moaning and groaning and being animal. 
being animal and being okay to be animal, which can be messy and feel gross and wild and unpredictable. And you bring the breath to that animal and then there can be an opening and that begins to uh, culminate, culminate and move up the spine and clear the stagnation. Poof, poof, poof. And you start shaking and you're like, what's happening? Oh, that's the stagnation. It's clearing. It's clearing the debris. It's okay. It's okay to shake. Don't be scared. You know, and I see this when it's coming online and women, they're like, oh, what's that? What's that? It's like, it's your power, baby. Stay with it. Oh, what's that? <laughs> what is happening to me? It's like, don't run away from that. Oh. So I don't know if I answered your question. Um, well, I, well, the transmission was right there. So for us who are listening, I just invite you to feel into your animal body right now and what Anahita is speaking to, because there's a, there's the words you're speaking, darling, and then there's the the, the vibrational reality of what you're communicating yeah. through this, which is essentially initiating us to come back in to the body. And this is the divine feminine. We're on a path of imminence, right? This is the awakening of the body as a sacred vessel, as the temple through which our transcension takes place, is the missing part. That's been the missing part for the last few thousand mm-hmm. years. It's been the way in yes. which we've been, we've been, you know, led astray. <laughs> Let's say we've been led astray from a path that brings us back into direct contact of what it means to be in the human body as a divine being, both yeah. in that marriage. And so thank you for naming that. I'd love us to, um, there's so much I want to talk to you about. My gosh, we could do like 20 podcasts. <laughs> It's so juicy. I'm like, oh yes, let's talk about that. Let's talk about that. But we I could do something fun. I, I know. Let's mm. do. That. I know. Oh, an idea. Mm. See, that's what happens when you wake your eros mm. and your juice. If you start <laughs> to have brilliant ideas, stay tuned. So the piece that I want to just come back to, just just for just for us to feel into for a moment. I want you to speak it from your. Wow, this is what mother's asking for. Okay, good. I want you to speak from your womb and yoni about what eros is when we talk about the erotic what is it (sighs) yeah give us some give us some juice on that (laughs) gosh to trust Mm. to trust that we're enough to trust that we get to open Mm. to open to be an infinite yes, to be an infinite yes, what kind of frequency alignment has to be there? How much love, mm. how much integrity, how much devotion, how much beauty, how much forgiveness, how much acceptance? How much collaboration, how much of all that is pure and in integrity and good and not good as in good and bad, but as in good for you, how much of that gets to be there to be able to say yes. Mm. And whatever that, how much is for you, you don't have to justify it. You don't have to qualify it, quantify it. It can be as much as you require 
that is your birthright to find that perfect alignment of energies so that you can be a yes, so that I can be a yes, that I can say, oh, yeah, oh, yeah, oh, yeah, oh, yeah, yes, 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 it feels good, and it still feels good, and it still feels good, and I want that, oh, but I don't quite want it like that, oh, let's go over here, oh, yeah, like that, I can open like that, oh, not there, let's go over here, oh, now I can keep opening, oh, yes, 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 and so then how we can do this, how you can do this with your life, with your work, with your purpose, with your mission, with your service, with your boundaries, with what you speak, with what you don't speak is, ah, there, there's my yes, I open there, I will go to where my yes is and I will open there and I will not apologize for it ever, never. Blessed be the prayer, the incantation, the invocation, of the erotic. Thank you very much. I mm. fully receive and I say yes. Oh, yes. <laughs> so, oh my gosh, I'm quite altered from that beautiful, beautiful offering. <sighs> so, mm. Anahita, this, as I said, this is just the... It was so delicious. Thank you for asking that. <laughs> oh, you're so welcome. Yes, 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 yes. yes. <laughs> That's it. Um there are, we're standing at this crossroads. There are so many pieces I could pick up from what you just said. And I want to honor this, the, 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 the context of what we're speaking about right now. And I want to ask you as a red woman, which you now have a sense of what that means, because we've been really in the essence of that energy for the whole podcast is as you've been on your journey, where is your evolutionary edge for yourself now? What are you being dared to lean into where is that yes leading you now that is new and different hmm. there's uh there's so much hmm. i think what feels the most uh, of service to speak about mm -hmm. is that i'm being guided to teach and lead even though I can't see the whole path mm -hmm. in, a, in, in, a, in an expanded way. There's, it's sort of like I've shared a lot of my practices in my work that have been my practices for over a decade. And then there's stuff that I have not really shared that have been my practices for probably a few years because I thought, oh, like, um, I just thought maybe people weren't ready or I didn't know how to market it or I didn't know how to put it out there, mm -hmm. whatever. And so now it's like, yeah, there's, there's, there's no more time. <laughs> like the, I can't teach the other stuff anymore because I've so outgrown it that that's just kind of giving people like such a small piece of how I could swim. And so now where I'm at is this, Again, it's another, it's another cut, you know, it's mm. giving myself permission to evolve because I feel like in a lot of ways, um, people have like what they expect when they mm -hmm. come. Mm -hmm. And then there's the people that have been in like that next level programs. Those people know all the stuff, <laughs> you know, but that has, they, those have been smaller groups. And so the larger groups haven't been 
receiving the full thing. And I, I'm clear. It's it's just so clear. This is the full time and the time to just give the full the full transmission. They get to come where I want to go because that's the only way I want to do it. We get to all go together. Let's go to this this place. And it's really the full um, shifting of paradigms. Shifting of paradigms. This is, I was sharing this with you that it was such a life-changing thing for me when I got that I don't have to keep dying to have something different. Mm-hmm. I don't need to have like spiritual death after spiritual death after spiritual death. I can just choose. Mm-hmm. I can just choose a different reality. And then now what I've been teaching these smaller groups that are in the, these other programs that will soon come to all the programs is making that choice, learning how to not need to die, making that choice, architecting the new earth and the new reality, and then coding it into the erotic body. And it's like, that's so fun. I could do that every day, all day. Like every day, all day, I could do that. Um, so that's where I am. And, uh, and that really includes also coding a lot of wealth codes for us because I learned that there was a place where I completely, I would say, you know, that I've done really well as a priestess, you know, in, mm-hmm. in the online space, doing what I do. Like I've done really well, no complaints. Life is amazing, all the things. And I know lots of people look up to me for that and you for that. And it's, and it's like um, giving myself the full permission to actually experience now, like to come out all the way and experience exponential wealth because that is another place where I noticed the split. Yeah. Oh, oh, I'm a woman, so this is what's available. And when I saw that, I was like, oh, my God. Yeah. Like, I went to my, my you know, what I thought was a really great success for me. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh, I come from Iran. Oh, I'm an immigrant. Oh, I'm a woman. I mean, there are, nobody makes this much money as I do. Not nobody, but like, not a lot of priestesses, you know. And and then being like, what the f- F is that? Hello. (laughs) Like, no, no, no. I'm, there's so much shit I want to do. There is so much like work to be done that we get to have like crazy wealth to play with. Yeah. To do this good. So it's, it's all these layers, right? It's like the work and then it's my own journey and how it all ties together. I love it. I love it. The piece that I'm really hearing all of that, that I just want to tease out a little is this place where (laughs) I'm really hearing the, the, the joy and the fulfillment that comes as you allow yourself to more fully show up in the fullness of who you actually are. And I think that this is the code that I am most interested in implanting into all of us is that as you free yourself, as you liberate yourself to more fully share of the essence of who you actually are as a being, that that is your deepest teaching right there. And any way that you're still holding back from that. And this means, it doesn't mean if you're not a teacher, if anywhere in your life that you're somehow holding back sharing of the juice of who you are, that is a place where I'm asking you to lean into because there's some gold there for you. So thank you for saying everything you did. And there's some very profound topics in what you've just spoken that um, will be coming to a podcast near you sometime very soon (laughs) because they're all so juicy. I have three questions for you that I ask every woman who comes onto the Red Podcast. Um, Are you ready? Three questions. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Anahita, 
What do you avoid but secretly yearn to express more? If there's anything left in there. (laughs) Oh, what do I avoid? But secretly yearn to express more. Yes, but let me see. I mean, it's, there's not a whole lot that's been left untouched, but I will, but I will tell you what came up. Yeah, is is uh, is cooking. See, it's such a chore. It feels like a chore, but when I have the space, it's such a central experience to lean into as a mother, and as a being. Like, it's yeah, it's like I'm like I don't want it. Let's get someone to prepare our foods. But then when I have when I have the time, I feel really yeah. It's not as sexy as maybe you would have wanted because well, I've gone to all the sexy places, Elaine. Well, but, but this is the thing, <laughs> is in the erotic body. Is there yes, anything more sexy is. than food? Yes, than food. Can there be yes. anything more sensual, more fulfilling, yes. more deeply rooting into our yes. humanity than yeah. the mm, creation of amazing food? Yeah. I'm with yeah. you. That yeah. is beautiful. Mm-hmm. And then the second question is, what is the most revealing thing about you that you still hide? Oh, probably my fear of abandonment. Yeah. You know, which is this ends up creating this like, like, you know, ends up just afraid that people are going to leave me because my mother left me. And, yeah. you know, I, I'm with you there, honey. I'm yeah. the one whose mother left her. And so I get it. Yeah, I, I know that. I remember that. Yeah. 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 That mother, that mother wound is a yeah. lifetime initiation. A lifetime. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you for your vulnerability. Mm-hmm. And my third and final question is I ask everyone this, you know, the word red is a beautiful word. And I've been playing with everybody, like, what does it stand for? So what does R-E-D stand for as an acronym? just let it roll out of you (laughs) rapture Mm. essence Mm. divine Ooh, i'm gonna create a spoken word piece from all of the poems (laughs) that everyone has been creating for me (laughs) so Uh, beautiful one, one of the ones last week that i love was rebellious ecstatic diva Oh, yes. I love that. Ooh, rebellious, ecstatic diva. Ah, rapturous essence divine. Oh, I can just hear the poem wanting to come. Thank you for being here, Anahita. Enjoy. I know that you have so much um, coming forward in the next little while here. There's lots. You're in the middle of a rebrand. I know that you're going to be coming out with some new offerings. So if people want to partake of something to get a taste of how to come into your community, I know you've got something that you want to invite people to um, partake in with you. What is it? Oh, yes. Yeah, we have a beautiful, big. yes, yes, yes. We have this a beautiful uh, training, really, video embodiment practice that's part of our paid program. It's, uh, I think, officially it's called Creating Safety, but belovedly it's called the Safety Practice. And it's a practice for creating both the opening, so you have access to your deepest truth, and the safety in your body, the groundedness, the sense of belonging in your body to express your deepest truth. So there's like, it's like a blend of aligning the energy centers and opening centrally, and then really strengthening and learning to speak. And women... 
they, they say they scream when they do it. They say they, they feel taller. We walk in the middle of it to find, and they say, I feel taller. I feel different. People do this years after they work with me. They say that it's still part of their practice. So it's called our beloved safety practice. And we're happy. I'm so happy to gift it to Yay, the good. beautiful community. So you'll find that link below the podcast um, right here. You also find links to read about Anahita June and to connect with her, her Instagram and her Facebook. And I just want to bow to you, sister. Thank you so much for the conversation. It was oh, awesome. I'm always in awe of you. You you are just such a light. You are such a light and you are so delicious and so juicy and so Ooh. wise and ah, just Ooh. always grateful for the opportunity in. to play. Mm. Yes, Please, thank stay you. Stay tuned because I'll definitely be inviting Anahita back for some of these other juicy conversations. That we oh, I can't wait to start listening to this Soon podcast. Then. How exciting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, my loves. Blessed be. We'll, we'll be back again soon with another episode. I want to thank you for listening to this episode of The Red Podcast. It's been an honor to have you here with us. As Red Women, we are here leading from the edges of our own evolution, birthing new worlds into being through our bodies, our hearts, our minds, and our beautiful presence. If you would like to be in contact with me, I love hearing from you. You can find me on Instagram at elaine.kalila or over on my website, elainekalila.com. And lastly, I'd like to invite you, if you loved this episode, to go ahead and share this with someone that you think might enjoy it too. It's through us sharing our hearts with one another and inspiring one another that we reveal our red, that evolutionary edge that is just waiting to be fully expressed in all aspects of our world. Until next time, many, many blessings. Mm-hmm.